0: Traveling
1: the Vortex. Side trip. Join the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at Christmas. I'm Keith. I'm Sean.
0: I'm Glenn, and it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We're doing a Christmas special. Yay. Season's
2: greetings.
0: (laughs) Happy holidays. Well, this week we're doing a uh, special Christmas special. Uh, What we did is we decided that we'd look back at the Christmas specials. And what we're going to do is we have each sat down and decided what our top five favorite Doctor Who Christmas specials are. And the criteria for these is they have to have been broadcast on Christmas Day to be considered a Christmas special. So we did not include the Unquiet Dead, although... Unofficially, it is Christopher Eccleston's Christmas special, but it did not air on Christmas Day and it wasn't set up as a Christmas special. The other one that we did exclude that does fit the criteria of airing on Christmas Day is the Feast of Stephen, which is the first doctor story that takes place in the middle of the story arc for the Daleks master plan. Uh, It did air on Christmas Day. Uh, but we are not counting that because it wasn't technically intended to be a Christmas special, and that's just happened where it fell in its scheduled uh time slot so and it's unavailable It is unavailable, <laughs> although they do have some really good reconstructions of it so and only Glenn has seen it. I have seen it, <laughs> so it gets an honorable mention, but it's it can't be included so. All right, well, we're going to do that. We're going to do our top five. Then what we're going to do is we're going to pick the Christmas special. It doesn't necessarily have to be in our top five, but what we're going to do is our Christmas special that we feel is the most Christmassy. And then we are also going to pick what we think is the worst Christmas special. Now, all of these are good. Don't get us wrong. We are the all who is good who. (laughs) And I don't think any of us hate any of the Christmas specials. But... The one that probably is our least favorite. (laughs) And if we were to make an, if we were to compile an entire list, this would be the one that would be at the bottom of the list. So top five, bottom, and then the most Christmassy. Excuse me. Sean, you want to start or? You know what? Let's just do this. Let's step through each one uh, from five counting down to one. And we'll just say what each one of ours is. So uh, starting with number five, the fifth best Christmas special. In your opinion. This is just our opinions. This isn't fan consensus. This isn't a. This is just us and because if you, you know you how don't much agree we. With us, you're wrong. You know how much we like to rank things, so. Uh, not. Which is never. This is how we like you guys because we're going to rank the week these for Christmas. For we're doing a ranking.
2: So special event. So who
0: wants to go first? Number five. Number five for me
1: is the next Doctor.
0: Any any and, reason and, 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 and why, why, why you, you think Cyber a <laughs> Cyberman, <laughs> and it's a
1: it's. Despite kind of the the sad aspects of Jackson Lake, it is a fun story.
0: I just rewatched it's Campy, which is always good at Christmas. I just rewatched it recently. In fact, I rewatched most of these recently, and I think I've always been kind of down on that one. I think because of the Cyberman aspect, there of are it. elements think, of it that don't work. But to me, eh. the big giant Cyber King marching through London still bothers me a bit. But on a rewatch of this one, I think there are a lot of good elements to there this. Are. There, it's 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 probably most importantly is the fact that it's it's got a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. We've got Jackson Lake, who's recently lost his family, doesn't know it has been accidentally implanted with the uh, identity of the doctor from the time stamp, or uh, yeah, data stamp. Sorry, and uh, yeah, and basically him uh, going into this, you know. Denial of having lost his family. You know, the brain does strange things. The doctor points out that you know, a data stamp can only do so much. This is your brain trying to bury something, and I think the message there is pretty cool. So. Well,
1: and for me, the giant Cyber King is just that over-the-top Christmas aspect element, of yeah. it. Just like the Ragnos Empress of Ragnos and Runaway Bride is that kind of over-the-top camp for the that you expect from a Christmas special. That's what the Cyber King is for me. And the Cyber Shades.
0: That's still my biggest problem with that. They're, they're, the Cyber I, Shades make no I sense I scratch whatsoever. my head at those, but I just kind of, felt, okay, with And it's I understand Christmas. the limitations of not being able to use a bear or a dog or something like that, which would be absolutely cool to Cyber Convert, an actual animal. Yeah. But the things don't even act like bears or dogs or whatever they try to no, explain in the cyber
1: way. Cyber Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. That would be terrifying.
2: Sean, what's yours? Uh, believe it or not, it's the same one. Oh, is that it, right? It is, is at number five. For many of the same reasons, not Cybermen um, per se, but I love the Cyber King. I know you hate it. I don't I, hate you it. You hate it. I just did. I, I don't care. Giant robot stomping around Victoria. This is so cool. And I sit there with this big dumb grin on my face. Um, I, th- I
0: think what makes the Cyber King work is the fact, it, it, for me, and again, watching it this time, is when he describes it as a dreadnought ship, I think I, that's where... <laughs> that was he the, does. the little thread that that's you needed that's the little thread that i needed to go <laughs> okay it's not really a giant robot it's a it's a ship it's a it's a vehicle for them but
2: there's you know little cybermen inside they're they're walking on the and treadmills and paddling yeah. the things well, and moving <laughs> no, legs the no clearly
0: the cyber king or what's her name i can't remember the woman's name that's controlling it is it's cyber controller yeah controlling yeah. it but
2: um now admittedly you're talking to somebody who i know it's a bad movie i unabashedly love wild wild west I don't care. I'll fight anybody on that one. And it's, it's got a it's giant spider of, in it. It's a fun film. So it's
1: got a, this has got a steampunk kind of aspect that, to it I, it. I I of, think that's where it ties in. If for you like steampunk, it. it's gonna really hit those buttons for you.
2: I also love the Jackson Lake bit. I, I I really I bit and I bit hard into that mystery when it aired that maybe Morrissey was going to be the next doctor and we yeah. were getting a sneak peek of which it's kind of a shame now that He's not going to be a doctor, because I think he'd have been a very good one.
1: Yeah, he would have.
2: Um, but uh, just, just overall, I think it's a fun story, and I think it fits very much in line with, especially the RTD era, of, uh, of what the Christmas specials should be. is just kind of big, bombastic, a little over the top, and, uh, and a lot of fun.
0: It's definitely one that we finally got to actually see actual snow at Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was the That's very true. first one that had actual snow at yeah. Christmas. Granted, they weren't in modern day London at the time; they'd gone back in the eighteen hundreds. But
2: and it's a Dick- Dicksonian, uh, not uh, what's the time frame? Victorian.
0: Uh I think it's Dickensian. Uh, no, it would be Victorian. No, but... yeah, it would be Victorian London. It's Victorian yeah. London, which yep. the BBC does With so Dickensian. well. Dickensian yeah. uh, would have been Georgian, I guess, is the next one. Yeah, yeah. What's yours, Glenn? Uh, mine is actually Last Christmas. Um, I like the inclusion of Nick Frost I, I I went into that one a little trepidatious Because uh, Sean and I especially have, have talked About how even with Doctor Who We want a little bit of real, realism Or scientific explanation for something And so when they say well as much as I love Christmas when they say Santa Claus is going To be in Doctor Who you kind of go Okay what's well, the gimmick here what's the catch Where are we going to go with this and it really sets up on the level of no, this is Santa, this is Santa in his elves, and they 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 don't try to soft sell that to you. They just no. do it. They throw it at you, and but then to realize as as you start to peel away the the layers and find out about these things, these face huggers that are 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 inducing dreams and putting them in these dream worlds, it really seems to work, and it wraps around. Uh, I also like the the uh, the symbolism or the the things they've borrowed from. Aliens, the 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 concepts that they've brought from that, we've got a base undersea story which can sometimes be done wrong and can be detrimental, but sometimes it can be done right. I think this is one of those situations where it's done right. I also like the kind of the Inception type layers of it, where when you think you're out of the dream and then later find out you're not, and then I also like the 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 heartfelt moment there when he visits Clara at an older age and the 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 wonderful line that he says is that you know. I, I don't remember exactly how he says it, but I don't, uh, <laughs> he says, I don't see you as older. He doesn't, he doesn't see her that way. And I thought that was a nice moment. It also has that nice, warm, Christmassy ending there, riding in the sleigh, just, the Doctor even kind of just accepting it, you know, even though we still are implied that it's still part of the dream. Uh, I, I like that. I like the, the the growth that I think the Doctor has in that story and uh, Clara does as a character as well.
1: It's actually my number four. Ooh.
0: Well, let's for, move on to number for four. For all those time. exact reasons that you said. Time-y.
1: Predominantly because of Nick Frost's Santa and his elves are so enjoyable to watch. And then bantering with the supporting cast of Shona and all the others and and getting oh, I forgot about Shona, <laughs> yeah, she's another she, was... she is so fantastic. I I got a little crush on Shona, but just just the banter with Santa and the elves and the the level of enjoyment it's kind of a <coughs> grimmer story for Christmas time, but there's so much Christmas in it that you overlook the grimness to it, and the dreamception aspect of it is just I think really spot on. The only downs part of it for me is I wish we would have ended Clara's story with her being old instead of that extra tact on ending. That's the only thing that sours it for me because even when we get the initial, before we realize it, the first dream where she's with Danny is such a perfect ending to that relationship and for that character that it wraps everything up so nicely that... It's just another perfect aspect of the story.
0: I think it's an unfortunate... I mean, maybe have been, and I don't think the Moffitt's ever actually come out and said, but I think it was a, maybe an unfortunate situation that they were still working on uh, Jenna Coleman's yeah, contract I th- I as to were. whether she was actually coming back. And so I think Moffat was able to write it two ways. He was either able to write that as her end or she. he was able to tack something on to make it work. And I think he does, maybe to its detriment, but I also like the fact... I, I was, I, I've never made any secret to the fact that i love clara and i've always liked her character i think that there were some missteps with her character but i i think she's always been a good character and so i i for one thing was one person was glad that they that she came back and that that wasn't real so i want you number four since we my number gone.
2: four uh very similar in many ways to my number five is voyage of the damned
0: that's my number four as well is it really yeah <laughs>
2: um it's this is just a fun story. And and going back on a rewatch, um, I knew it was Poseidon Adventure, but I'd really kind of forgotten how much Poseidon Adventure it really was. And I know when we reviewed it initially that we talked about that that's kind of the the, the thing is disaster movies on Christmas right, Day. Right.
0: That and, was that was Russell T. Davis' thing. Like I'll I'll jump in there. That was Russell T. Davis' thing is he always remembered, at least growing up or in early adulthood. <laughs> How Christmas Eve was the night that you or Christmas Day was the night that the BBC or Sky or or the other networks there would run these big disaster That was a big epic night for disaster films, a like Poseidon Adventure, Tower Inferno, those kinds of films would play on Christmas night. He remembered that, recalled that, and that was his that's why his Christmas specials were always mirrored disaster situations.
2: It's um it's a fun story and the disaster elements that are there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a big disaster. It's a in a in a in a good way. Um, but I'm struck by the little moments. It's 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 not the end half of it when things are blowing up and people are falling to their deaths and Max Hedrum shows up. It's <laughs> or, or Capricorn. <laughs> um, it's it's the quiet moments of. Christmas on the Titanic—that to me is just a super cool idea, and I think it's beautifully realized. Uh, uh, the, the whole the, the set dressing of it, and then going down and having the conversation with Wilf on on the planet surface, and you know they better leave the Queen alone—not <laughs> this year. And uh, uh, before we knew who Wilf was, you know, uh, there, there's just a lot of little things like that, and of course Kylie Minogue. I, yeah, I, you know, I have a crush on Kylie Minogue still to this day. And so all of that kind of combines for like, yep, this is just a great little. And when I was rewatching that one, Mel kind of wandered in and out. I think she was doing laundry or something. And each time she would wander into the room, she would linger a little bit longer (laughs) before she wandered back out to the final point where she just came in and sat down and watched. And was like, I'd kind of forgotten all about this one. This was a really good one and that kind of reinforced that yeah it deserves a place on my list so uh,
0: to the point that you think that last christmas is grim i think that this, of, well, this all, is... of all the specials is the grimmest and i think it's because of the body count yeah and i also think it's because the one guy that you well, you're on that, that the you don't want yeah the one guy you don't want to survive who's the greedy idiot that you know ends up surviving all the way to the end it it just piles one death on top of another one promise I mean, that's uh, to me that's the gut punch is the doctor at, in that hallway promises everybody that he's going to get them through it and then loses them one by one by one by one um but i think it also does a lot for the doctor's character in that the doctor can't always save the day that that that, that there that others do make sacrifices for them and that that's most apparent with uh, foof who takes and and foom foom who takes the uh, uh cyberman down with her because she's just lost her husband. Uh, Balafanaka, I'm not gonna be able to you say You almost had it. Balafanaka, <laughs> uh, whatever. The, the little guy, uh the android guy. Uh, you know, giving up his last reserve in order to say so everybody else gets a chance to be a hero. Even to Astrid's point, where she drives the the forklift and even knowing that the brake lines cut, still continues to push. Uh. Max, uh, Capricorn off the, off the edge and, and plummets to her death. And, uh, just even to the end that where the doctor says, you know, Oh, there's a chance you ju- you get that little moment of hope. There's a chance that I could save her. There's a rescue protocol, but the thing's so destroyed that he can't. So still ending on that moment of, well, Astra does get to travel. She's, she's becomes part of the stars she's stardust. She goes on and, and she'll, you know, never have to fall again. <gasps> she'll fly. <laughs> um, it's it is it's it's real emotionally hurting, but you do get that one nugget where we we did we get to drop uh and I can't forget the the character's name, but the, the the tour guide who has been pretending all along that he's this professor of of earthology and that you know he's been pulling a fast one on the company when there's inquiries he's going to find out that he's wrong and he's going to be ten years in jail, and the doctor takes him down to the planet and says, we'll, we'll just retire here and the the revelation of well how much do you have on the credit card and he says oh I I didn't know I just put like a million on there I didn't know how much we'd need but thinking that's petty cash only to find out that that's a big chunk of money and so him being able to get his you know retirement uh, after losing everything being a Door-to-door salesman, or star-to-star salesman, or plant plant salesman, whatever it was. Uh, that's a neat moment too. And I, I really can have a house that. and a garden. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that moment finally at the end. Uh, but but all the self sacrifice, I think, is it really comes through that the, the, the what people are willing to do for others in those in that kind of situation, plus the, the fact fact it's beside adventure doesn't hurt. <laughs> 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 well, let's move on to number three, right? Yeah. My number three is the snowman. Hmm.
1: I. <laughs> Glenn gave me a look. That's pretty hmm. near the bottom of my list. <laughs> like, See, list I, the bottom, bottom. I really enjoyed the Victorian setting. I really enjoyed the Victorian Clara. Uh, I liked seeing Eleven's journey from being mopey and broody to being the Eleven we know and love throughout the course of the story, being reintroduced to the world. Uh, I like the return of The Great Intelligence uh, Richard E. Grant as Simeon Is fantastic I just There's so much in that That I just have so much fun watching That I enjoy the entire ride I can't say the highlights
0: of those Are Richard E. Grant as uh, Simeon I think he does a fantastic job um. Amy McKellen as the voice of the Green Intelligence I think was a a nice touch. There's some really great humor in the very beginning. The Pan and Oscar gang really is what makes that one for me that that would lift it up a little bit for me because I I quite enjoy all of them. I I just loved
1: the Victorian Clara so much. I thought she was such a great character and so refreshing that I really, part of why I wasn't as big on the rest of Clara is because I wish that was the version we had gotten throughout the rest of the run. Agreed. Sean, what's your number three?
2: Uh, Not the Snowman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to reverse now. I'm going with Last Christmas. Oh, okay. This is my number three. For all of the reasons that you guys said earlier, um, I I, I think it's a strong story. I think it's got great characters. I think it's got great characterizations. Inexplicably, (laughs) I'm with you. I want some science in my Doctor Who. I want... Just enough to be able to go, and I understand this is not really a science show, but I want right, just right. enough to be able to go, oh, okay, it's Santa. Even if it's pseudoscience. Yeah, even if it's say, pseudo, yeah. make something up. It's Santa, and I am completely okay with that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I cannot tell you why. It's Santa. Okay. <laughs> you just kind of accept it and go on. Um, quite honestly, the only reason this one's not higher on my list is because of the ambiguous nature of what happens at the end with Clara. Mm. If, If this had been the swan song, which I've said from moment one, if this had been it, the devastating nature of how this was handled would have been among the pinnacle of the towering achievements of Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who writing. It was such an emotional gut punch and heartbreaking and... Beautiful and all of those things and it's a send off. It's a perfect send off that we don't get. And that's the that's the one little niggle that's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this would have been maybe even my number one had it not been for for that. And I mean it's through nobody's fault. There's you know, contract negotiations and issue or not, blah blah blah. I understand where he had to write it in such a way that he had the option. Um and in somewhere, I have a headcanon that this is it, <laughs> and that the rest of Claire's adventure with the Doctor didn't happen. But you know,
1: well, we had that tangerine at the end, so you yeah. know. maybe it wasn't actually real. Maybe it was all a dream after that. And, and when well, I... you remember us speculating man, when we came back <laughs> to the next season yeah. that the
0: whole season would be a dream. I'm,
2: I'm still grateful that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> had had we gone yet, there, yeah, not done yet. Oh, <laughs> we'll know this time next we'll, week what well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> would be great is if Chris, <laughs> Chris fighting back 10 years down the road or something he's like, hey you want to come write a doctor episode he finally comes back and it's dream crab and it turns out that he's invalidated like everything <laughs> <laughs> we can't air this Moffitt! I know. <laughs> I know you can't air it I just wanted to see if I could do it <laughs>
0: my number three is Christmas Invasion really yeah it's one of those this was the thing where i had no i knew nothing about chris uh, uh, david Tennant. i knew enough about christopher christopher eccleston because he had been in enough hollywood films that i knew who he was he cemented himself as the first as as the ninth doctor and i, d- I wasn't sure i was going to like him as the ninth doctor when i started but by the end of the series i absolutely was in love with christopher eccleston and they announced that David Tennant's in the role now and he's going to take over at Christmas. And so I'm not quite sure we're going to go with this. And I kind of liked, I, I, was, I, was, I was smitten a bit there in the regeneration at the end of the last season with Parting the Ways. Uh, he comes on the screen, he's very charismatic, and I thought, okay, maybe I can get behind this guy, but I'm still not quite too sure of him. He, was, he, he, he hasn't turned me off yet. Only to have this entire story where he's in bed for nearly the whole thing. <laughs> Um, but I like the idea of the uh, uh, invading force coming down to Earth, taking advantage, sending the pilot fish as the uh, you know the scavenging force to go ahead and, and you know check things out, make things okay. I like the fact that Harriet Jones is back and that she is now prime minister. Uh, I like the insurity of her character and still you know holding up the card saying <laughs> Harriet Jones. Prime Minister <laughs> and everybody that joke of everyone, yes, yes I know we, who you we, are. We are even the main act guy yes I know who you are when she <laughs> introduces herself to him I like that there's a lot of little tongue cheek moments but I kind of also like the whole what's going to happen next what you know what's going to go on here I like the gimmick of the uh, the blood uh, control the fact that they've sent this you know uh, Voyager type. Uh, satellite out into space that's been intercepted by the Sycorax and they've used the blood type that they put on there to control a third of the population, which is even cooler when it's revealed that it's just a parlor trick that they can't really can't do anything more because it's like hypnosis. If you don't want to do something, you're not going to do something. And so I think that's a neat little, you know, they kind of pull the rug out of that as well. But you're so worried about that because there's all these people standing on the side of a building. I thought that was very clever writing, but it really ramps up for me when we have this whole discussion about Jackie's obsession with, well, just you need a cup of tea. You just need a cup of tea. And Rose berating her for that. Every time there's bigger things happening here, mom, you know, you, you're worried about giving us tea for that to be the thing that ends up <laughs> reviving the doctor and, and helping him through the rest of his regeneration. But from the moment that he, from the moment where Rose is talking to the Sycorax and trying to abs- assert herself and take control here and pretend to be the doctor so that she thinks she, you know, she, at least she's trying to do something. And I like that about Rose in that situation. She, you know, the doctor's incapacitated. She feels like she's the last hope. She's going to do something. And she starts bouting out all these different things. But when the Sycorax, words start to turn to English, it's still, and I'm just talking about it, I'm getting chills. That's one of those goosebumps moments for me because when you realize what's going on and she says, wait, that's English. I, you're speaking English. I would sully my tongue with your language. And, and he, he's literally speaking English. And at that point, you realize, oh, the doctor's up. <laughs> and he comes out yeah. the door. And from the point that he walks out there on... I was ready to go. I said, this man could be the next Doctor. I love this guy. And it was at that point. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit of that my my heart of going, you know, the, the reins are in the right hands. This, this man is going to be an awesome Doctor. The setup. moment
1: he wakes up is from that moment on is the best part of the entire episode. I would I agree with that. The,
2: the setup for it is great. The sudden trigger that, wait a minute, that was English. And the realization that everybody has. But then the way it's shot with this slow push in past the Companions, Past the Sycorax, past Rose, to the TARDIS doors, which open. And out steps (laughs) the Doctor. In a bathrobe, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't he's, matter. Jim he's jams. It doesn't matter because he's the doctor. He's he, he's and so yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, goosebump I don't know about the rest of the episode. Well, know you know, list,
0: it really does the 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 battle, the fact that him questioning through the whole time, what kind of doc, what kind of man am I? What kind, What sort of man? am I, I mean, he's exploring. He's, he's asking oh, questions yeah. about. Yeah, he's ex- all of that is fantastic. It's it's <laughs> just terrific. And then up until the end, where he. Isn't going to kill the Sycorax. He tells him, "Run from the planet, leave. Uh, Don't look back. Go away." And then, you know, even even to the point that really I think sets up the pinnacle of of what kind of the Doctor uh, the Tenth Doctor is to where the Sycorax starts to go to stab him in the back because he's he's turned on him and he throws the orange and. Knocks the piece of the which I've always thought was weird that you just have a piece of your ship that collapses when you push. But but that? that's fine. Which, why, why do we even have that lever? Throw throwing the <laughs> orange at the leather and dropping him off and saying that's the kind of man. No second chances. That's the kind of man I am. That to me was a cool moment as well. So yeah, good stuff. All right, what's number two there,
1: Keith? My number two is the husbands of River Song. That's my number two. Really? This I I uh, this. You'll notice a trend on mine. I tend, My my favorite of the Christmas specials tend to be the ones I have the most fun watching. And this one... This was the swan song to River that I didn't know I wanted or needed. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> the reason this is my number two. There is some huge, highly over-the-top acting, which is, oh, yeah. when you think about it, it, makes some sense to some extent, especially coming from River and her, the way she has to act to King Hydroflax. But... From top to bottom, it's so much fun, and then it hits you with the feels about halfway through. Once, the, once River's talking about how loving the doctor is like loving a mountain, and you don't expect him to love him back, and he's right there listening to all of this, and just hello, sweetie, and it then it just takes off from there, and just gets, more goosebumps, more goosebumps, for me. and goes more and more emotional until the very end, and the steps he goes through to give her that final goodbye, knowing that they're at delirium. And The Singing Towers is just fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. That's it's
0: 100% and for everything you said. And then the punch reason.
1: at the very end of how long's the night? Oh, 24 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Because
0: and then that's that's one of those things. is it this, this is it. a Doctor Who that ends on a high note. And you don't yes. think it's going to end on a high note because yeah. you know this is their last night together. But to give that and soften that, that, that is so wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Nice Christmassy moment there at the end. Yeah. Plus, Nardole's fun. I mean, he's really fun in this episode. I, I, he doesn't do a lot, but he's I, fun I've, I've changed
1: episode. my stance on Nardole since season 10, and going back to this one makes me appreciate Nardole in this more. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not overly Christmassy, which is kind of not in, in a list of Christmas specials you'd think would make it lesser on the list, but because it's such a strong episode everywhere else, I'm okay with that aspect. Yeah.
0: And that's that's one of the things that, that's, that's why I, I wanted to separate and say, what do we think is the most Christmassy episode? Yeah. Because I knew that it might not necessarily fall in our, our uh, lists of top fives because of the fact that a lot of the Christmas episodes, when you look at them, have very are little very, do with Christmas. So, uh, But that's mine for all the same reasons, and I don't think I could say it any better. So what's your number two there? I'm really kind of surprised.
2: I mean, not the the, the river stuff at the end, Yes. It's so much
1: fun getting to that. too. It's just a... I I I just recently rewatched it because I've been re- going through Peter Capaldi's run in, in anticipation of Christmas. And that was one that I I've, I've been watching them at work while I'm doing other stuff, so it's been my background noise. And that one I found myself stopping and paying more attention to than like any of the other most a lot of the other episodes lately. Interesting. Uh
2: my number 2 is The Doctor the Widow and the Wardrobe. Hmm. I really enjoy the
1: that's another uplifting ending.
2: It's 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 uplifting. It's very Christmassy, and it's Matt Smith with kids, which is kind of the the, the perfect. I still wish we'd have gotten him with it with a child companion. Uh, that to me is the. In fact, if and when Titan wraps up Alice, I, that's what I want. Is I I want a child. Um, it's just it's just fun and the sense of whimsy and this mixture of. Willy Wonkiness this that, that he has with the house and, you know, hot and cold running lemonade and just how over the top can you get? I know. <laughs> just, okay, sure. It's Christmas. <laughs> At Christmas, all bets are off. You're pretty much allowed to do whatever you want and I'm just going to let you do whatever you want with it. Um, the Narnia references are a lot of fun. And while the the Wood King plot part of it maybe falls down a little bit, by the time we get to the end and we've saved the husband in the airplane, I don't care. I'm kind of a blubbering mess by that point.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go out of turn because this is my number one. Is it really? This is my number wow. one Christmas special for everything that you said. Um, but also because I think this does encompass the, the Christmas aspect the best uh, as well. And the reason being is because everything here connects to Christmas and, and the, the fact that she is going to wait till after Christmas to tell the kids that her father, that their father is gone uh, because she wants them to have that one last memorable Christmas before that, because every, th- every other Christmas after that is not going to be the same. For the same reason, the doctor is there in order to make this Christmas very special for these kids as well. And I, I the the whole wackiness of the, the wonkiness, as you said, of, of the, the house and the toys and the things in the room and the things that do things that are wonderful the narny aspect of going into a different world, giving them that gift of of escapism for them. And of course, because it's the Doctor, escapism turns into (laughs) calamity. (laughs) Um, But I didn't even have so much problem with the Wood King uh, thing. I like the idea of them needing a vehicle in order to escape a planet that's just about to be invaded by, unfortunately, at least... Humanoid type yeah. people. Uh, I like the fact that 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 because of her, I I think there's been some people that have, have spoke against this because it kind of sexual not sexualizes it kind of puts a maternal femi- uh, anti feminist spin on it. But I like the fact that the little girl couldn't be the vehicle because the mother has different experiences and so that's why she's the best vehicle for it and that she, because of her nurturing aspect is why they choose her in order to be the vehicle to escape for them to escape the planet. Um, so I actually kind of like that. I think that's a, that's a that's a clever idea and a clever twist. But I, I think I have a problem with that. But ultimately uh, well there's, there's been some discussion online where that almost typecasts that mom role and, and there's people that could better explain it than I can could explain it why they feel that way but i don't think it necessarily goes that route i don't think it's that heavy-handed um but ultimately because of this has another one of those uh uh, goosebumps moments when she's when they realize that she's able to save the dad when she's the one that guides him out of out of peril and, and and brings him home at the end Ultimately, that's the fairy tale ending for me, and that's what makes that one so special: is the fact that she's that not a, not only is she able to save him, but the kids do end up having a memorable Christmas that's even better than anything the doctor could have promised them.
2: I know what your number one is, so I'm going <laughs> to jump on it before you get there. Uh, uh, uh. All right, say it together. Yeah, one, two, three,
1: Christmas, Christmas Carol.
0: carol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Let's let, Before you guys jump into that, this was my runner-up for number five. So it, al- it almost, well, but it almost made my top five. So There's a lot more underneath there. <laughs> but True. it was my runner-up. Runner up. It was between that and Last Christmas for me on number five.
2: I, I really expected going into this when, when we started and your, your number five was uh, the next Doctor because Cyberman. <laughs> I had your list in my head. It was going to be next Doctor and then Matt Smith. Oh, no. That's totally how I (laughs) thought you were
0: going down the list. 12th Doctor, 11th, 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 (laughs) (laughs) 11th. He's he's
2: got the Cybermen in there, and then all Matt Smith. That's how this is going to work out. There's four spots.
1: I can't have have the time of the Doctor in there, Sean. (laughs) He leaves. Ah. Oh. Well, that could have been number four. If anything, that would have been five. Okay, that could have been five. <laughs> so that and was your runner-up five. That was my runner-up five, <laughs> I guess. And... <laughs>
2: tell, me, tell, tell me why Christmas Carol is yours. Oh, it's
1: just, it embodies to me what Christmas is. I mean, it's such a great adaptation of a, of Dickens' Christmas Carol. It's obviously the first episode I truly watched, so it has a special place there for me. It just hits all the right buttons for me for what I want for a Christmas special. It's just fantastic. I would I think we've waxed on so poetically out throughout the years about Christmas Carol. I don't know what else there is new to say about how great it is. I,
2: I think you're right. I think at this point, it, it aside from the shock of, wow, they actually are doing the whole thing. They're, they're actually doing a Christmas Carol. And a great job of it. And a great job of it. Of all the different... I mean, how many times has a Christmas Carol been done? Oh, yeah. It's, and it's know.
1: such a unique approach to a Christmas Carol that you don't normally see.
2: Yeah. Only that Doctor Who could do. We, we, we've had... Every every TV show worth its salt has done the Christmas Carol episode. Was what would happen? To, you know, okay. And now Doctor Who has done it, but they did it in this way. But I think more than anything, it's probably the nostalgia factor, because for me, A Christmas Carol, like like you, it was your first one, but it's associated with the start of this podcast, and so there's that added yeah bit of all of my Doctor Who, all of my current Doctor Who lore. Kind of comes back to this because yeah, I was watching the show. I'd watched the show for five years before we decided to do this. Well, podcast.
0: I don't think any of us were as engrossed in Doctor Who no. until we started this podcast. That's I mean, we sure. were we were fans, and I probably maybe a little more than anybody here. But that was kind of the pinnacle that that, that started. That,
2: that, that was the Kickstarter. So there, there was that added added English on
1: the. And ball. even if you go back and listen to my first review of it, and how I had some issues with who would do that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, for punishment. Some, some, some sadist out there. <laughs> yeah, and because I, I remember I had issues with how the time travel was working, of the rewriting of his history it doesn't bother me now <laughs> because I, I, I love the story so much and now have a better grasp of how doctor who does things <laughs> or how the 11th doctor does or that. how the 11th doctor does. Things Hand wave. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you don't work. Just don't think about that. And it's not a problem. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Just, for all of that, it's, it's right there. And I think, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and watch this, because I haven't watched this one. I
1: tend—I haven't watched it this year. I tend to watch it every year. I,
2: I haven't watched this one since we recorded our commentary for it.
0: Oh, that's been wow.
2: four years ago. So I think I'm going to go back more. and watch it with commentary this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch our commentary. With our commentary? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that'd be good.
2: Just just as a, just as a lark. I'm going see what happens.
0: <laughs> you can tell me if it matched up, because I never timed it to see if it did. Oh. oh, man, now there's work involved. You know? Thanks for taking a cherished Christmas Well, if you're going to watch and it, it and going... listen to the commentary, all you have to know is, yeah, it matched up that's all you have to tell me well let's see back in
2: the that was four years ago it was probably a three-hour podcast so i'm gonna say probably
0: <laughs> our commentary should have been exactly as long as the episode was should have been
2: <laughs> good point i know us <laughs> well
0: taking everything into account now not just the top five but of all of the doctor who christmas specials that, that qualify uh, which do you think is the most christmassy now take out take I'm, out... i going to
2: reverse that I want to do the weakest one first. You want to do the weakest one first? Because okay. that let's way we weakest. end on a happy note.
0: That's a good idea. Let's do
2: the yes. weakest one first. Shall we do this simultaneously, too? Because I <laughs> suspect I know where
0: we're going. Let's, from. let's try it, because I think we're going to land on it. Ready? One, one. two, three. Return the Return of, of Dr. Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> Which is sadly the last one that we've seen. Yeah. I mean, in, in chronological order. Well, I obviously watched other ones this week. but It's also the least Christmassy it is the least Christmas-y. because the only bit of Christmas in the entire thing is the very beginning, and that's and all pre credits too. Yes, which I didn't realize this until the other day when I was doing <coughs> some uh, looking into the story. It's the longest pre credit uh, sequence we've gotten in Doctor Who ever. It's oh, wow. nine minutes, huh? The longest we've ever gotten.
1: So I, I rewatched this re- pretty recently. I'm sorry, in my rewatch. <laughs> I only got I, I only got through half of it at work while I was doing I, other stuff.
0: I, I we watched all these this week. Not, no, I did skip into time because I knew that one wasn't going to be. That one's like probably second to last. That but, was my runner up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I didn't even get I didn't even get through ten minutes of it. I was like, I, don't, I just can't do it right now. I needed, to, of course. That was after a long run of watching a bunch of Doctor Who, and then I thought, yeah, if I don't get through this one, it's not so bad. I remember this one well <laughs> enough. There are
1: some decent things in it. The Doctor is pretty good in it. Nardole's pretty good in it. Um, I'm trying to find the good stuff. (laughs) One of the
2: issues... Where's my
1: horn? One of the big issues with the story (laughs) is... Okay, so Harmony Shoal. They're carryovers from uh, Husband of the River Song. And they aren't explained. Yep how they're carryovers or why. I yep. said that. That's another Melody concept. completely pond. dropped. Yep. Huge, huge issue with the story. And then it's the superhero aspect. It's just, no, it doesn't work.
0: Which is sad, because especially for me, because I'm a huge fan of superheroes and superhero films and, and comics, unfortunately it felt like I I, I don't mind I don't I'm Sorry, mind. that was a cheap shot. You got to <laughs> This was this wasn't dark enough for DC, Sean. I don't mind when writers pay homage to their favorite things, which I think is, that's what Stephen Moffat was doing here is he was he was painting homage to superheroes that that he grew up with, unfortunately, particularly to the 1970s and 80s uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. Um unfortunately he, he, for some reason it just doesn't gel well. With Doctor Who. And it it almost feels like it's forced. And it comes across like he's trying to do a
1: parody of it. But it's not very funny. It does come across (laughs) as a parody. yeah. But the the superhero bits aren't funny. And it's the cheesy aspects of the 70s stuff. Like he's trying to make a statement on superhero movies and doesn't succeed in formalizing what that statement it's, is it's it's almost
2: like he didn't know what he wanted to do with it is this going to be a parody is this going to it's be a almost homage? like he is wanted to be, be done on and
1: it? wanted somebody else to take over this christmas special and no one else would <laughs> that, that could have been it too i i, I almost wonder and that if led if, to another year doctor
2: <laughs> i almost wonder if this is one of those like had and
1: we had a whole year off i know <laughs> had
2: moffett been able to farm it out and give it to rtd
1: Somebody, he said, "Dude, I give know it to Gatiss, so I, I know you're
2: done, but come back and do the Christmas special. I want to do a superhero thing. You've done the Poseidon Adventure. You know how these work. Come back and, okay, yeah. I just like, could it have worked? If 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 we're gonna go, maybe that's the problem. Is because the Poseidon Adventure is a specific disaster. It's not doing the disaster genre. He's doing a specific well, disaster. but he's movie. doing Titanic too. Yeah, he's doing yeah. Titanic
0: and Poseidon Adventure." But more Poseidon. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot more <laughs> Poseidon to it. But, but he's using but, it. He's he's borrowing elements from Titanic.
2: But Mysterio is the entire genre of, of superhero because we get Spider-Man references and Superman references. And I mean, yes, yeah, Superman's kind of the de facto sure, sure template. Yeah. But I don't know. I just there, there's a lot that I'm still sour on it, which is unfortunate. But I... because
1: I, I, I think it could have it could have worked. I think but it sure doesn't. So I I booted it up while Sarah was in the shower to kind of, you know, while I was wrapping presents to finish off the episode. And Sarah came out and said, ugh, why are you watching that one? (laughs) I think that's a pretty good indicator.
2: Pretty good indicator there. I really needed to focus on wrapping. (laughs) Well, rats. All right, so let's let's go ahead and
0: end on on the high note then. Um, What... Do you think is the most Christmasy now again to qualify this, it doesn't have to be your favorite it could be the absolute worst Doctor Who of the Christmas specials, but if it has those all of those elements that you can tick off to say, yeah, this is really kind of what a Christmas special is the elements of Christmas have to be there i I don't want to pin it down too much because I don't want to confine you guys right but I think that that each of us has a different idea of what Christmassy means when we'd say that. So,
1: see, and so for me, mine is Christmas Carol, even though it is my number one, partially because. Me too. uh, Even though it's not my number one. Me three. Okay, so mainly for me because growing up, one huge part of Christmas was Muppet Christmas Carol. So, Christmas Carol is so ingrained in me as part of a, a Christmas aspect of it. The fact that this is so much an adaptation of Christmas Carol makes this the most Christmasy for me even though there isn't Santa, there isn't all these other Christmas aspects the fact that it's such a a good adaptation of that story makes it quintessential Christmas
0: well and I think the also the elements there within the story because it's set at Christmas yes. and it's reoccurring it's Christmas every because Christmas, every Christmas yeah. Eve is when they would go to get together and they would have these little adventures together and so uh, and and because it's formulated behind, around that classic story I agree with Sean what Sean said is that everybody has their own take on a Christmas carol and this is the doctor who take on a Christmas carol and it's formulated and it's done really well and it still adheres to the same things that made Dickens Christmas carol so special and 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 the epitome of of Christmas stories and I think that's why it works so well as as being the ultimate Christmas special even though I don't think it's the best one or I don't think it's my favorite one I guess I should say it definitely does encompass the elements of Christmas the best. It does. It, runner-up for me was uh, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe for some of the same points.
2: My runner-up would have been last Christmas because Santa. Santa Claus. I yeah. mean, what's the requirement for a Christmas special, Santa? <laughs> snow, real snow, not like ashes from a dead alien <laughs> spaceship. Okay, but it's it's just a little too dark in tone. Yeah. Yeah, for traditional Christmas, and Christmas Carol doesn't. I mean, yes, it has, I guess, some dark moments, but it's it, it's 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 so joyous in its presentation and its way that it goes about being a Christmas Carol that it just you can't help but go along with it, and it's kind of like the doctor when he says. It's on a rooftop. Saw a chimney. My whole brain went, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at with this one. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, it's yeah. you know," and it, it's so good. And then you get to the end and the song. I mean, just yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, a gorgeous yep. song. You yeah, know, it's Christmas.
0: It is. You even get a sleigh ride. Mm-hmm. Plus flying fish. Nothing says Christmas like flying fish.
1: Yeah. Oh wait. It Says Christmas like sharks.
2: <laughs> I'm a responsible adult. It's just a bunch of wavy lines. I finally, a lie too big. It it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's fun. That's yeah. Nice. It's so I much know. fun. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our Christmas special this year. Um, it actually went longer than I thought it would. So <laughs> I thought oh, I was like ten minute episode. No, nope, fifty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, well, that's going to do it for this year's Christmas special. I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. And Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.